Blog Talk Radio. Great joy and good afternoon, my friend. The Nepalese Meditation Bowl is chiming, centering your mind and delight on the art of the CEO. The show that brings you the most fascinating and really the most helpful leaders from in the from all of the business community from around our terrestrial orb. I am Bart Jackson, the Hieronymus Bosch of business. So if you, my friend, have skills, you're a professional who, frankly, Scarlett is just not getting the, the your just appreciation from your current job. Maybe they terminated the whole division, or maybe you're a controller who's sitting under a CEO who, frankly owns that slot with squatters' rights, and your chances of upward mobility are absolutely zip, not a zilch. Well, it's time for a change, my friend. But where are you going to look? I mean, you definitely, no way are you going to clench teeth, sign up for another five-year hitch, and start all over at the bottom with from some new firm. So what are you going to do to get off that plateau? Well, you are going to call today's featured guest, Mr. Adam Lifson, the uh, Manager of Business Development for Accounting Principles. That's P-A-L-S as in the friend, pal. And Adam is going to set his himself and his crew working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to have a job getting an ally? And the best part is that Adam's going to hunt you up a temporary position. You're going to get your skills contracted. You're going to get a chance to feel things out. And I, I can hear it now. I can hear it say, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Did he just say temporary? Yes, I did. And before you let your bias kick in, you turn your ear to Adam and let's find out a little bit more about the professional temporary avenue because it's worth a look. And so whether you are a CPA and attorney turned wealth advisor like Martin or you're a, a film producer uh, trying to help companies provide employees with better training like Sam, pull up your chair a little closer. Join our Feast of Wisdom all carefully cuisined to make your career thrive and your ventures flourish. Adam, thank you so much for breaking free and joining us today. It's great that you could come. Well, thank you so much for having me today. It's a real pleasure. Yeah. I'd like to kick it right off here by, by busting a few myths right from the outset. Is it true that every employer sees the temporary worker as some sort of second-class employee and he's, as, as someone who can't find permanent work and thus isn't all that capable. True or not? Uh, it is not true. Um, and actually, I would say it's the exact opposite. A lot of employers view a temporary worker as someone who is of great value, who can come in um, and just come in and, and sit down and hit the ground running to help, to help out at a project level or any work, extra work that might be able to be done without really having to train. Um, we're finding that a lot of our temporary workers mm. are people that have been in the workforce for many years, so they have a lot of skills, different software skills um, that are able, like I said, to just come in at any moment's notice and help out a company or a client and just hit the ground running. Boy, that's that's so true, and you know the whole idea of what we call temporary is is changing anyway. Depending on whose survey you believe, the average person hangs on to their job three point four to four years, mm-hmm. uh, and a temporary position. I mean, I might be called on for a full year for a temporary position, right? 
Exactly. We've seen, you know, I'm, I'm in our industry, a contract position can last anywhere for two weeks up to two or three plus years. Um, so mm. the notion of a temporary worker just being this uh, week to week is, is, is not true at all. It, it does last um, a, a good amount of time, a significant amount of time. And it depends, obviously, on, on uh, what the company needs. Well, with that brief and tempting notch that Adam's given us for today's Feast of Wisdom, allow me now to fulfill my duties as proper host and lay before you a few utensils for furthering uh, today's feast. And first utensil, as I always do, allow me to remind each of you hearing my voice that the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself. And since that's really the most important position you'll ever hold in your career, allow me to ask, will this be the day that you scrutinize those times when your mind really blossomed forth with that innovative and valuable idea and try to find some way to reposition your marvelous mind in that same inventive mode set? Or... Will you just continue to hope that the muse falls upon you with good luck from heaven above? The choice, my friend, is truly yours. And second utensil, I can sense your yearning to, to steep your lips in a little laughter. So uh, let's turn to take a scriptural recitation from the 102 Best Business Quips book. And here I'm pulling it down. We'll pull out something here. Okay, here we are. Here we are. This is number 29. The average business owner checks his or her smartphone 120 times a day. However, that same owner also checks out folks of the opposite gender 3.23 times that amount. <laughs> Humanity drives again. What do you think, Adam? Do, do, do these stats sound about right to you? Oh, I would say they do. You know, guilty as charged, right? <laughs> <laughs> good for you. Good good for us all. And as an afterthought, the only thing I could say, only thing I could add is that all business is personal, thank heavens. <laughs> so if you smirked a bit over that quip, we have them literally by the books full. Just visit bartsbooks.com, pick up your own copy of 101 Best Business Quips or 102 Best Business Quips, and you're going to have a fistful of just overwhelmingly little clever witticisms that are going to bring forth a chortle from all the chain gangers right around you at work. And as the third utensil, I think we should appropriately entitle this the appetizer fork, um, we proffer you the answer to last week's business quotations. That is the name of the author who noted, it's not that the Irish are cynical, it's that they have a wonderful lack of respect for everything and everybody. <laughs> They, that, those words were spoken by none other than the famed writer of the old sod, author Brendan Behan. And stick with us, my friend, because uh, blurting your way later on the show comes another enriching quotation. And if you are among the learned souls who knows the author of that sage, simply scribble that person's name down as you believe him or her to be and email it right off to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S dot com. Then if you are correct, your knowledge will earn you a marvelous gift freshly disemboweled from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. So, with utensils in hand, my friend, gather up your dreams, your endorsements, your resumes, and let's go to the gentleman who is going to give you that next temporary leg up, Mr. Adam Listen, Adam, uh... Uh, now, when I bring my resume and skills to accounting principles, 
this is this is going to be the first time I've ever had an agent looking for me. So so lay it out for me. Uh, let's say I'm a, I'm a 12 year senior accountant coming to your doorstep. Uh, what is the team going to do for me to get me a position? What what's the process? Well, the process is is you're going to come into our office and you're going to interview with us. Um, we're going to sit you down um, and we're going to talk to you about your resume. We're going to talk to you about your past work experience. We're going to talk to you about some of the different skills that you've used within those positions and try to get a better understanding about who you are and what it is that you're looking for. Um, we want you to come in, meet with a couple of different recruiters, um, whether that's myself, whether that's many of the people that I have here in the office, uh, but you're going to meet with at least two people while you're here. So this way we can get, like I said, a better understanding of you and who you are. The whole idea is we're not just recruiters. We're, we're, we're here to build a relationship with you, um, and we want to put you in the best place of where you're looking for. So we're going to ask what type of position is it that you're looking for? What is your dream job? Even if you've been in the workforce for 12 years, what do you want for your next steps? Because ultimately, we want someone who's going to go into a position, whether that's contract or whether that's a permanent position, we're going to want you to get into some place where you're ultimately going to be happy and you're going to be excited to wake up every day and go to work. Um, and once we're going to break, once we break that down, then we're going to sit there and we're going to come up with a with a game plan for the next steps and what we're going to do to accomplish getting you to those goals. Sounds great. Sounds very aggressive and the kind of thing that uh, I really need somebody to do for me. Uh, um, many people have said I'm truly in the wrong job. Uh, but while while we're at the beginning, uh, have you have you got? Have you got a few hints? Uh, I mean, I mean, one of the things I, I, I know for sure is that 98% of all resumes, uh, to describe them, I would say, is, uh, abominably written. That's that's, how I, that's mm -hmm. my term. So, uh, but anyway, what are some of the things that that um, I should uh, I should be doing to get myself ready for this temporary position? Uh, that I should take care of as I come to present myself to to accounting principals. What we always like to say is you should always be professional. You know, we're going to send you out when you're coming in to meet with us as well as sending you out to a client. We want you to be professional. So wearing a suit, um, coming in with your resumes, having a portfolio ready to go. Now, when you talk about resumes, a lot of people don't have them up to date or, or in the correct layout. Bring it with you to the agency so that this way, I mean, that's our job. We look at resumes day in and day out every day. Um, mm. We're going to tell you, we're going to give you honest feedback. And if we think that you should make some changes on your resume, we're going to tell you that. Um, and we're going to try to get you ready when you're into the workforce and stepping into that temporary position, like I said, so when you walk in um, on day one, you're hitting the ground running and you're, you're going to our mm -hmm. client and you're, and you're just getting out there and, and just working and, and doing what we need you to do to get out there. But it's, it really comes down to with the resume side of it. Um, you don't always want to believe everything that you read on the Internet, obviously. So what, coming to an agency and, 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 and asking them, how, do you, how does my resume look? How does it present? Because you're going to get honest feedback from that agency, from that recruiter, that says, oh, your resume looks great, or here are the changes that I would suggest you make to your resume so that this way more people, when you're sending it out, are taking a good look at your resume. Mm -hmm. I think I think that's that's great, and I think I'm I'm glad you said that. And by the way, I uh, Adam has inadvertently come up with a great quill pen moment. That is, it is a timeless truth of business. So I'd like you to take your quill pen, dip it in the inkwell, and scribble this down. Do not believe everything you read on the internet. Rather, <laughs> go to an expert and get their opinion coming back at you, Adam. That I'm. Glad you said that. Um, now, so I'm coming to you, and I, I uh, 
Now, let's. Uh, you're not the only one. You're not the only guy out there. You're not the only team in town. How mm-hmm. do I distinguish a good agency from a bad one? How do, how do I select a good agency? Well, that that's easy. If it's not accounting principles, it's obviously not a good agency. I honestly joke when I say that. Um, there's there's numerous agencies out there for all different types of divisions, different, you know, we're accounting and finance, you have your office in HR, you have legal staffing out there, you have IT staffing out there, and many, many others. Um, but the way that I like to distinguish a good one from a bad one, and what I'll tell candidates is, I think if someone's only doing a phone interview with you when you're, when you're starting the process out, they're not bringing you in to try to build that to, to try to build that relationship with you. To me, that's just someone who's not looking at you. They're just looking at you like you're a piece of steak, not like you're a person. They're just trying to flip you to the next, next client. They're not looking out what's best for you. Someone that's going to take the time to get to know you, to understand what it is that you're looking for, in my opinion, is what separates a good agency from just an agency. I'm glad you said that. It's really true. The what the, the term for the uh, kind of people you don't want to deal with that Adam was describing, they call them the smile and dial boys. These are the mm-hmm. guys who call you up and they say, have you ever thought about uh, relocating? What this means is they got a couple of slots to fill, and they are looking for, just as you put it, Adam, fresh meat. If you have just joined us, you are listening to The Art of the CEO, which every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time streams magically through the profoundly misunderstood realms of cyberspace, where you may listen and download it by visiting blogtalkradio.com slash the art of the CEO. Again, that's blogtalkradio.com slash the art of the CEO. And Adam, uh, if I am a temporary worker, do I always have to take a cut? I mean, uh, how, do you, how do you go about uh, designing a, a, a compensation package commensurate with my skills? Uh, don't measure sure. my skills. Uh, that's the change in your pocket. The, the, the skills of somebody who really knows what they're doing. Sure. So what we do is when you first come in and meet with us and when we're sitting down talking about your resume, talking about your next steps, we're going to ask you, what's the salary that you're looking for? Now, although when you're a temporary worker, you're making hourly rate, we're going to take that salary that you want to make and we're going to bring that down to an hourly rate and we're going to try to put you at a position making that hourly rate. Our goal is to have you not take a pay cut. Um, we understand that obviously it might not be a permanent position where you're making um, you know, a salary, but we're still going to try to hit you with that salary number while you're on a contract position. Um, we do offer accounting principles specifically. We offer benefits out to any of our temporary workers. So you don't have to worry about the fact that you're not getting medical benefits because you can get them through us. So we said from the beginning, even though, even though you are a contract worker or a temporary worker, we want you to have the feel as if that's not the case at all. You're making the same salary that you would with the ben- with benefits that you need. In other words, I'm not connected with I wasn't it's I was connected with Acme. Now I'm not connected with the temp firm. I'm connected with accounting principles, so I've got them. I'm part of their team, right? Correct. Yeah, when you're out on assignment, you are p- part of the accounting principles team. You're you're our employee, and we're going to treat you as such by providing you I with like benefits that. and I providing like you with an hourly sal- with an hourly bill rate or an hourly compensation that would match your salary. Okay. Now here's the big hope for wish, Adam. Here it is. What are the temporary professionals' chances 
of taking this uh, part-time, or I'm sorry, this temporary position, and turning it into a permanent one. Does it ever happen? Does it happen often? Never? Well, it does happen. Um, it happens a lot more than you than everyone would actually think. We have a lot of clients um, that you know you can go through the interview process, and you just don't know if that person's right for that permanent position. So they want to have someone come in and do a working interview, and that working interview is is a contract position that will end up being a permanent position. Um, I don't want to put a, a number as far as how often it is, but it's right. it's probably around the 50% side. You just have some of those positions that really? are just going to be a, are just going to be the project base of. They're only there. Um, because they need extra help, they need extra hands on deck for a specific project. But there's going to be a lot of positions out there as well that are the contract to hire, the temporary to hire, where a client and the, and the employee himself, so the candidate, is trying before they buy, basically, where they get to try out the, the employer, and the employer gets to try out the employee before they ultimately decide to, let's make this a permanent position. So it happens a lot more often than... than than people that aren't in the business think it does. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also, particularly, there's a lot of there, the other thing that the company is trying out. They're trying out that position very often. The, many of them don't have a CFO, so they're hiring a CFO or something. Correct. Okay. Correct. After all that, uh, that Adam has been giving us here, uh, it's time to I, I think gently take a brief sorbet from the Feast of Wisdom, and allow me to introduce to you the company by whose good graces we are here today. And that firm is Prometheus Publishing, creator of, among many uh, other divisions, Bart's Books Ultimate Business Guides. And you may visit bartsbooks.com, and well, you're going to explore a, a real wide wealth of practical wisdom from business masters in all fields. Uh, and this very day, Prometheus Publishing invites you to look at one particular book. Uh, oh, it's the one that launched this this whole bizarre radio show, this silliness here, uh, The Art of the CEO. And it is a volume that of that by that title which collects and distills really the most masterful practices of business leaders from all over the globe. And it presents them. What I like about it is it presents them to you uh, in ways that actually apply to your career and to running your company. The book has been praised by uh, CEO and radio show host himself, Dr. Uh, Daryl Gunter, as, quote, one of the best business leadership books I have ever read, full of wisdom. What are you waiting for? Enough said, my friend. You may pick up your copy at bartsbooks.com bookstore. B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S dot com. And by the way, uh, while you're listening to this show, you're probably going to want to find out more about Adam. You may want to find a way to contact him and so forth, uh, and all our guests and hear other shows. So don't forget to visit theartoftheceo.com. That's uh, just as it's all one word, theartoftheceo.com. You'll see profiles of our guests, past shows, and you're even going to find a way to, if you'd like to, Sponsor one of the quips. It's kind of fun to sponsor a little laughter in your life. And speaking of delivering sheer fun and profit, uh, I invite you to again lift your career considerations to the potential of temporary professional positioning with a master of shifting sands, Mr. Adam Lifson. Adam, do, uh, when when do you have any? How am I going to say? Attitude adjustments or techniques that might help the, the temporary professional in making him 
uh, or her an attractive candidate for a permanent slot. You, you see what I'm getting at here? I, I see. I see what you're getting at, and I would say um, for a temporary or a contract worker to attract that permanent slot, when when they go to a client and they they're there to to just put their head down and do the work that they're being asked upon. Um, you know, when people are looking for someone, when it comes to a permanent position, they're looking for that hard worker and any contract worker, they already have a step, a leg up in my opinion, than anyone that's just interviewing because that manager, that hiring manager is going to be able to see the work that they've already done. Uh, many times people will come into an interview and they'll be able to talk about what they have done and what they're able to do, but that contract worker is already in that position doing the work. So if they do the work, at a, if they're actually doing the work well, the hiring manager and the managers are going to see that and they're going to want to bring that yeah. person in because why, why change for something for the unknown when we have the known right here? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. Well, now you, as, as part of the business development, you're out there on the road, you're talking to the companies that are seeking the temporary professionals. Um, what's the advantage from their point of view, I mean, I know there's the, the the benefits thing, but I mean, what 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 are they looking for? What is the what's their advantage, or what are, when uh, that they're laying on the table when they say, "I want a temporary person." Well, each client is is a little bit different, um, but so, most of the some reasons that I've seen while I'm out there is um, is that they have a project where they just don't have enough hands, meaning staff members that are there to finish this project. So they need to bring in some capable people that are able, as I've been saying the whole time, to just come in and start, hit the ground running without much training to help them hit a deadline um, with this project. Some of them, we're in such a tight market right now, a job market right now, mm -hmm. that finding qualified candidates, they'll post a job on Indeed or Monster or Career Builder, and they're just not attracting the talent that they want. Um, so that's when yeah. they'll turn to us because our job is to find that talent, whether it's the passive seeker who might be employed right now but is looking for that change, whether it's someone that they honestly they just can't get their hands on, so they'll turn to us to do that for them. Um, there's a couple different right. reasons why companies reach out to us and why they are using the contract worker. I'd like to, uh, uh, again, your accounting principles, so you're in the financial uh, and, and accounting world. There is something special that we've hinted at, uh, and that is a lot of companies are looking for um, – the mid-sized company is, doesn't have a CFO, but they're looking for a CFO. This is mm – -hmm. What, uh, they may have a controller or something like that. Could you tell us a little bit about what the jump is from controller to CFO, and what sort of uh, what why the companies are looking for something just like that? Sometimes it's because they want to make that jump. The controller is overseeing the accounting department and the financials of the company, where the CFO is looking out in a much broader spectrum for the accounting and finance of the company and going forward, moving forward, looking down the road one year, five years down the road, ten years down the road, how is this company going to grow? And they're looking out for the what's in the best interest of that company. And sometimes they feel that they need to bring in an interim or a contract CFO to help align them for business decisions that could be made down the road to help grow that company, where a controller might just be looking at the financials and making sure that the business is running smoothly right now in the moment. Can you make a good living as a continually temporary uh, 
uh, uh, uh, on-call CFO uh, for yes. contemporary positions. Do, do people do that? Yes, you can. And as a matter of fact, I had a candidate who came in earlier this week on Monday who he is just a consulting CFO um, where his salary is is you know well into the six figures. Um, if you brought it out, mm. and he is just consulting. He will... He will only take positions that are at least six months long, if not longer, um, and he enjoys going to those mid-sized companies and helping them get out from underneath whatever problems that they're having, taking a look at the broad spectrum of the staff and just taking a look at where they need to fix and implement, implement new systems. Um, and like I said, just coming in, helping solve the problems, and then moving on to another small to medium business and doing the same thing, and he's been doing it for 20-plus years. My gosh, I, I actually I would think that could be very very exciting. There's a lot to, mm-hmm. to staying with one company, but uh, I would think it'd be very exciting to sort of catching firms uh, as they're on their upswing. You go from one mm-hmm. to another to another. It, it would be very exciting. Uh, are there any uh, as, as as a nod to this this being uh, Women in Business Month? Uh, are do you see more and more women in the accounting and financial field? Oh yeah, we see we see a lot of women. Um, the candidates that we bring in, um, we bring in about fifteen to twenty accounting candidates a week here into the office, and I would say it's about fifty-fifty when you're talking about men to women ratio, um, and okay. at all different le- at all different levels, it's uh, it really is, you know, progressive in that way where it's it's not just a male dominant industry or area. It's there's a ton of women, a ton of great women that are out there working at high levels. Hmm. Well, now, if if uh, I am uh, if I am in an accounting uh, an accounting business and I've got solid base skills, uh, right now the job market I would think is pretty good. We the uh, mergers and acquisitions are on the rise, so generally this is this is a good time for people in in all aspects of the financial field. Correct or not? That is correct. What we what we have seen here in the last couple of years is it is a candidate driven market. Um, there's really? there's a lot of yeah there's a lot of clients that are out there looking for positions and not following those qualified candidates. In our local area, if you have a if you have a pizza pie, a degreed, unemployed accounting and finance professional is under two percent. So it is a buyer's market. It is a buyer's market for the sense of that candidate. So if they're looking for a, for a, a step up or that next position, it is their time to get out there and take a look and see what's out there because odds are they'll be able to find that great position that they've been looking for. And is it a good time if I'm coming in from abroad? To is are they looking? Uh, to people, uh, a lot of people are immigrating uh, to, to these here United States for jobs. Mm-hmm. Is it a good time for for people abroad coming in? It, it's, or it's for work the same thing. It, it, yeah, if you are a degreed professional, it is a good time to be coming in from abroad as well because it's the same thing. If you have those same skills and you have that degree to show it that you have those skills with some experience, same thing. Employers are taking are taking those candidates, whether they are, you know, in the United States or abroad or and coming in. A good candidate is a good candidate, and, and clients, companies will take them. I think that's wonderful. I'm glad to hear it, and uh, there is nothing that destroys bias so much uh, in business as the absolute lust for top talent, and that seems to be the way it is. Uh, Adam, this is this has been one of, a great fun. I wanted to talk a little bit about you. We're running out of time, but you are a salesman 
by by nature. This is I you are so give us uh before I let you go, uh give us one good tip for the fellow who wants to to get into sales. It's totally off the wall, I know, but but tell well, you 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 do it so well. If I'm if I want to get into sales, what what should I have? What should I be studying? What should I be doing? I I I think it's something that someone I don't want to say is born with, but but they have. But what I think makes a good salesman is is being yourself. Don't try to be someone that you're not. Use your personality to your advantage. Um, don't try to go and I always say don't try to be a used car salesman and try to sell someone that product. Find out what your customer needs and try to solve that problem for them. Doing a little bit of customer service with that sales goes a long way to being a good salesman. Wonderful. This is Adam. Thanks so much for coming on. This uh, I've learned an awful lot, and uh, I've also realized that I'm no salesman. So there you go. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I this this has been great, and I hope that uh, we can seduce you back on uh, at a later date. Uh, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you so much. And anytime you ever need me, you let me know. I can make myself available. Oh, bless you. Okay, uh, as we round out today's feast, I am Bart Jackson, your curator of business wisdom, leaving you with today's business quotation. Who was it who said, we cannot solve our problems with the same thinking we used when we created them? (laughs) And as a hint, this individual was truly a quantum problem solver with merely a back blackboard and his mind at his disposal and remember if you know the author of this quote just write that author's name down as you believe him or her to be and send it right off to info at bartsbooks.com that's info at b-a-r-t-s-b-o-o-k-s.com to win an absolutely power thrusting career catapulting gift from the dungeons of bart's books bookstore and as a parting shot in the words of my wife's husband My friend John interrupted his CEO and made him wait while he took a call from a customer. No wonder John gets promoted. Uh, And to you who have been gleefully sharing our feast, I hope you've enjoyed it, uh, The Art of the CEO, as much as Adam and I have enjoyed bringing it to you. And remember that you can download this on all our shows uh, at blogtalkradio.com slash theartoftheceo. And finally, may I I say to you, have honored us with your time. As always, it has been a privilege. I thank you. <laughs>